Hello again, everyone. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I am Matt. <laughs> you are Matt. <laughs> Today we are joined by Ian once again. Hello. Yeah, uh, uh, this is the one I've been scheduled on since, since the very the beginning. beginning. <laughs> I think I have to be on this one above any other. Yeah. I think I said, as long as I'm on the last episode, I don't mind really what else I'm on. Yeah. We are here, the series finale of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, episode 22, Born to Run. I was singing Born to Run earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sing it now. Really? Sure? You don't want to? No, no, no. no. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, I want to hear it. No, you don't. <laughs> Trust me. <clears throat> I could probably I'll just mumble through it like Bruce does. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it originally aired April tenth, two thousand nine. It's directed by Jeffrey Hunt, who last directed Automatic for the People, and it was written by Josh Friedman, who last directed Simpson and Delilah. I saw somewhere that Samson and Delilah is also a Bruce Spring, the name of Bruce Springsteen. So I didn't know that. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if that's the song that Shirley Manson's the same lyrics. No, the, the same. Sh- that song's meant to be quite an old song, isn't it? Oh, um, I don't know. Mm, they just reworked it at the start of this season. Uh, I kind of feel they were trying to kickstart the next season with this episode and just kind of say, here, here is what we really want the series to be about. So, yeah. yeah. Damn ratings and whatnot. Yeah, and really bad ideas for middle of the series episodes. It just... These last group of episodes are what the series should be and what I remember the series being about. <laughs> it's only like three episodes, though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, it's these three episodes and some of the ones for the series one and the start of this series, that is what I remember about the Sarah Connor Chronicles and I forget all the bad episodes. Hmm. Well, you didn't like the uh, Dream Sleep Study episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, first time around, that was a difficult one to get through even first time. Yeah, yeah. I did see in the credits that Jonathan Jackson was in the episode, so that may have spoiled, you know, Kyle Reese. Oh, I but. forgot who played him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we begin the episode. Who was with it? Seth. Who was it? Oh, Jonathan Jackson, Kyle Reese. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm like oh. trying to picture. I don't know. I'll look it up later. Oh, at the end. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember. I remember the. I remember who it was. I just am not picturing the actor. You know, like I'm. Oh. Right. Uh, I don't know who the actor is. What was he in? Oh, what was he in? Um, I don't know what he was in other than... Let's see. Oh, he's, his IMDb picture is him with some kind of trophy in his... An, is that an Oscar? Did he win an Oscar for something? You know, he's been on <laughs> Nashville. He's been seven, eight episodes of Nashville, so he must be one of the stars. Um, also in General Hospital. Okay. So nobody I should really... Hmm. You hear uh, that? Going, you're, a no, you're a nobody. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, that. I think I'm the other thing is, you know, Derek Reese kind of stands out in this series. You you almost forget about Kyle. Yeah. 
just seen him a couple times, two or three times. Um, I mean, going into the story, you must have had several questions because I remember first time round, you, you just don't know where the, this finale is going to go. <laughs> so we start with Sarah in jail, and this detective guy Aldridge is questioning her, and I recognize him from I think Sports Night. Joshua Molina. I think he's on The Good Wife, too. Yeah, he's on uh, Scandal. Uh, oh, Scandal. That's what he's on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Backwash in plain sight. I'm pretty sure he was on Sports Night. It's on the West Wing. So um, so he's referencing all this stuff like Cyberdyne and the bank, and so he thinks that she kidnapped Savannah Weaver, which I guess she kind of did, <laughs> but she didn't kill all those uh, officers, though. She calls him a funny boy. And he wants her to help him bring John into custody, but she claims he's dead and she doesn't believe. Wasn't there, hasn't there been footage of John? Like, Only in the. Uh, well, Sarah was caught on camera. I don't know if John was. Yeah, I don't think John's been caught yet. Well, just uh, oh, as soon as they arrived on those cell phones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah they I have. Know, but I know there's a. Remember that. <laughs> hmm. I think there was a close-up of Sarah. I don't remember if John was in the picture or not, but people saw him, but there's not a photo of him. Yeah. Who's going to take a photo of a naked dude? Well, it was a teenage boy who was taking the photo, and you had Cameron there naked, so... Yeah. I mean, yes, he could have been concentrating on, you know, the naked boy there, but that that sort of teenage boy in the back of the car, he didn't seem to be interested in John so much as Cameron. Well, what can what you do? We have back Some then. people swing we that way. Yeah. I know, I know, but just remembering back on that episode, he seemed very pleased to be seeing Cameron. Hmm. <laughs> We had Facebook then, so we yeah, probably posted it on Facebook. Um, so we see Delivery Boy, Termy. Well, first we see John and Cameron watching the news, and John is pacing, and they're debating about what to do. John wants to get a computer to do some research on whether or not Cameron gave Sarah cancer. John was angry in this episode. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this episode goes by before the huge stuff happens it's kind of a small analogy of the whole series really of you know hardly anything happens for about half the episode and then everything happens in the last half <laughs> yeah um oh robin okay anyway, <laughs> distracted <laughs> i'm not gonna ask I'm, ex- I'm excited for robin because x-files is coming back and he's so excited so about that. i have been re-watching <laughs> And so I'm like trying to rewatch like all the major episodes. I know, so I never watched it, but I, I watched with them up until season two and then I stopped. And so now I'm trying to like, I have nine seasons. So I'm like, we're trying to watch all the big episodes. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of excited about it too. I might be able to watch the new episodes in what, like a year from now <laughs> when Intro to X finishes. Oh, you've never seen the whole season? caught up. No. Mm. I I had to stop in season five or six. I'm like I just can't take it anymore. It's not a good, not a good show. 
I've seen some of it, haven't seen others. I vaguely remember the last couple of series, but not very well. And yeah, I've got no idea where the new series is going to start up. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I know how it ends or how it ended, so I'm kind of wondering what they're going to do when they pick it back up. Redcon. <laughs> so, yeah, then we see Delivery Boy Terminator watching Sarah on the news and tending to his chest wound. And Merch is playing D&D with John Henry. That was great. <laughs> it was the next logical step. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah. Well, it went the uh, Lego, then the um, painting the miniatures, now it's D&D. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, he's finished with D&D after one dice roll. Essentially, roll a one. Oh, that didn't go my right. Let's roll 20s from now on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can roll whatever he wants. I tried playing D&D one time and that was enough. Aw. It was fun. I did it. Might not, it might not be the uh, right role play for you because... D&D is very... You just roll numbers and go with it, whereas there's other role plays which is more about, oh, you get into the characters and you yeah. have fun. Yeah, I, I GM'd one game. That's the only game I've ever played, even. I've never been a player. I've just GM'd one time, and I, I convinced all my friends and my brother and stuff to play with me, and they're all like, this is stupid, and blah, blah, blah. But, it's, <laughs> but they got into it because I started them all out. Like, they're tied from the ceiling, from their ankles. I'm like, all right, so how do you get out? And they're like, my brother's like, I bite the rope with my teeth. I'm like, all right, you can try it. And he's like, he's like really? I'm like, yeah, sure, roll it, roll a die. And I was only going to let him let it happen if he rolled a 20. He rolled a 20. I'm like, of course he did. I'm like, I'm like, all right, you bend up, you bite through the rope with one chop. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of fun, actually. I like listening to the Harmontown podcast when they were played D&D. Did you ever listen to that? No. Apparently they just found some dude in the audience one time who could, they wanted to play D&D and he could be the dungeon master. So every episode after that, they would play with him. And even when they went on tour across the country, they took this guy with (laughs) him. He was here in Portland when they came. Whereas I'm kind of, I do like role play, not D&D so much, but I'm really into critical role at the moment, which is the um, Geek and Sundry Twitch channel playing of um, Dungeons and Dragons with loads of voice actors. And because they're voice actors, they really get into the characters. But the trouble is each episode's between three hours, maybe five hours an episode. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. People that do the Cast of Thrones podcast, they do something called Drunks and Dragons, where you can just listen to oh. them drunk and play D&D. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. yeah. There's actually a couple of... Ep- there's a, It seems like there's a couple of uh, podcasts that are now like D&D focused, which is so funny oh, to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to... I used to play when I was young, like, you know, like, like with their dice and just like the old way, like not online. I was just going to say, if you um, like Star Wars, there's a Star Wars roleplay um, mini story out there called Botham Banthers, um, um, <laughs> an Arsadar Gamble. Basically, it's a Star Wars roleplay and it's, it's only about 20 odd episodes, but it's a fun little story and they, yeah. Set in the uh, Star Wars universe. Cool. Uh, Weaver wants to speak with Merch. Um, she wants to know how quickly they could disassemble everything and get out just in case there's another attack at 
But he's like, you know, it's probably a bad idea because this particular piece of hardware and software is what makes John Henry John Henry. But they, um, but that should like, change like a fan or something. That shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, a fan wire, not even a fan of fan it, wire. Yeah, ticked him or something uh, and made him. Yeah, yeah, gave him some sort of weird tick or glitch or something. They're not really clear. Yeah, I can understand if you touch his circuits or whatever, but that shouldn't be... That fan shouldn't be part of his computing power or whatever. It it, it shouldn't, but it's an interesting statement given what happens later. Mm. It's just... uh, Merch here is saying all the hardware is what makes up John Henry, not just his software. And then we get what happens later... Uh, what? How does that correlate? Hmm. I don't know if we replace. <coughs> excuse me. If we replace my knee, am I still me? Yes. <laughs> my <different person> <laughs> <laughs> your knee is not connected to your brain. <laughs> well, it is actually. Well, it, well, but it, your brain you is connected are, to your knee. Your, I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but the person you are like after your knee gets to your replaced iPhone. will become different. <laughs> Because, because your physical experience of walking will be very different after your knee gets replaced to before your knee's replaced. Mm. So your experience of life will be significantly different, which makes you then, after that point, a different person. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. It, you see, all they needed to do was introduce small lines like this to get people talking on the philosophical level. They didn't need mm. entire episodes around a subject. <laughs> episode about three dots. Um, Which we had again in this episode, there were three dots. <laughs> the three dots in this episode, they weren't even lined up in the same way, were they? Weren't they in a straight line, or did I just see it wrong? No, no, they know. were actually um, in that whole fo- formation. Yeah. So Ellison is brought in to speak to Sarah. He once again explains he didn't know they were following him and they thought he was in cahoots with Sarah. He wants Sarah to tell them everything, but she ended up in a psych war last time she did that. So uh, she warns him that Savannah's not safe with her mother. And we see that Aldrich and John Henry and Weaver are all watching this. Hmm. Hmm. But, you know, Sarah says, but I don't want to end up in a psych ward, yet she screams at the camera that Savannah's not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Well, at least she's not talking about robots from the future. <laughs> so oh my gosh. Or three dots. <laughs> she didn't say three dots. <laughs> three dots. There are four lights. Oh my lord. No, four lights. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shirt with that on it. Um... If somebody I know starts talking about three dots, I'm immediately putting them in a cycle. <laughs> Don't do this. Um, Have we seen this detective before or whatever? I think he's new. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Ellison goes to talk to Aldrich, whose office is a jail cell. Yeah. I almost feel like they're trying to set him up as a new antagonist for... Um, whatever happens in season three, you know, mm, let's probably. introduce this new cop that's going to investigate them. Why is his office in a jail cell? I must have missed it. Um, uh, said, I don't know. They didn't really say. He said that there may be some kind of message. There, yeah. Um, 
it's something like the cops don't like FBI agents and they don't like them so much they're going to give them a jail cell as their office. Hmm. It, it, yeah. Sarah has asked to speak to a priest, presumably so they can't listen in on it. So Father Bonilla from, I think it was episode one of this season, comes in. Seems like a stretch. I don't know why this guy would ever have any reason to come when called by them. He already did them a huge favor. <laughs> oh, yes. He's uh, a priest. This, he has to come. This random woman who you've only met once wants to meet you. Mm. That happens in, all the time. God told him to go. Yeah, I guess. Well, they have the excuse in the dialogue. I mean, there are some problems with this episode, and this here, it's just. They have the excuse that he's been unable to sleep properly ever since he saw what he saw, which I'm not exactly sure whether he saw anything. Yeah, I thought he was gone at that point. Or, I don't know. I thought he helped somewhat. With when they were trying to take down Cameron. Yes, but he he didn't really know what was going on there and didn't even really see Cameron with her head open at all. Um, uh. So yeah, he's been trying to understand what happened in the church and she's going to explain everything and then ask him to do something for her. And Weaver and John Henry are watching all this. Allison comes in. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is illegal. And she kind of calls him out on... <laughs> uh, this is nice and creepy, though, having John Henry start to mirror Weaver. Yeah. yeah. Weaver uh, wants to meet John Connor, so she he, she wants answers and she wants to thank him for saving Savannah, she says. And Ellison wants to speak privately. She knows about Cameron and tells Ellison not to lie to her again. Weaver gets mad in this episode. She's kind of hot when she gets mad. She's, she's scary, man. Like it, uh, it made everything like towards the end be all the more weirder because I was like, man, I don't want to. She scares me. Like, uh, I mean, talk about someone who comes off as a bad guy. Like, she just comes off as a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of she's driven, determined, and then she's a Terminator. A really, really vibe. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, very sinister. She's scariest. She's scariest when she's a wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. She looks like a bat. She looks like a silver bat. A bat. Yeah. Bat. Um. <laughs> bat. Termy. Um. I, uh. <laughs> so water boy Termy goes to get a get silencers. This was a little nod to the first movie. I guess. Yeah. I yeah, don't remember I if it was the first or second one. Or yeah. Oh, well, this guy didn't didn't die. <laughs> yeah. John's watching the news, and Cameron says that Sarah's lost eleven percent of her body mass in the last six weeks. That seems like a lot. It does, doesn't it? John seems to be blaming Cameron for Sarah getting sick, and Cameron says her senses would have told her if she were leaking radiation. John's being really hard on her. He gets a call from the priest. Hmm. I'm tired of priests. No offense to priests out there. It's just that uh, I think it's Ellison. It's really just Ellison that's like, you know, I mean, I know he's not a priest people, but, you know, it's just that he's so, I don't know. Well, we might have got this priest again in season three if they had continued because it looked like Ellison were standing at the end with Sarah. So they would have been in the modern day and 
the only other allies they know of is this priest and, you know, the, the other girl who we never get a name for. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that could be the modern age team we get. Sarah, Ellison, and this priest. For some reason, in my mind, I had Ellison dying in this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> wishful thinking, huh? <laughs> um... This is all right. Hmm. So John goes to see Father. He gives him an envelope and a message, and Ellison sees John walk away from the church. Sarah's in jail, and back at the hotel room, there's a knock at the door. And it's our favorite silent actress who's not silent anymore. Yeah, she gets some lines. Chola. Yeah, what the oh, hell? Oh, it's Chola. Yeah, yeah. Why is she here, and wh- why has she never talked before now? Well, um, maybe she got her SAG card. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they like the actress, and I suppose they tried to figure out a way to get her into the episode. Yeah, but what reason does that character have to help them? And why? what reason do they have to still be in contact with that character? Absolutely none. Uh, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Like, is Sarah... Well, How did Sarah contact her, and why did Sarah contact It was just somebody that they... Yeah, well, they needed new ID, I suppose, and if she's the one running the IDs now... Yeah, uh, that's true. Maybe she's the one creating all the fake IDs. Maybe. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. He's stretching, though. I mean, does the, did the priest contact her and say, I've been... I talked to Sarah Connor, who needs new fake IDs. She said you'll help her. <laughs> the fact that she never spoke before now, and now we find out that she's capable of speech is just ridiculous. Hmm. I think it was maybe just a gimmick before to have her not speak the next time we saw her, but then now it's the season finale. It's like a big deal that character suddenly speaks. Yeah. Mm. Uh. <laughs> She says that we lose everybody we love, and when she's leaving, Cameron says, hasta luego. <laughs> is that a, is that a hasta la vista reference? I don't or think so, no. Uh, she's just trying to speak Spanish. So Cameron sees something outside the window and brings Ellison in. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I just, I just want to make sure y'all know I didn't have anything to do with Sarah <laughs> getting arrested. Don't kill me. <laughs> um... <laughs> The little reference John makes was like, yeah, if you did have a SWAT team, then the same thing would happen to you. It would happen to your last one. Mm-hmm. Like, ouch. <laughs> um, so Catherine Weaver wants to meet her. And Ellison knew that he would never come without his mom. So Weaver sent, or Weaver knew. Well, so Weaver sent along one question, which was, will you join us? Trick up. That kind of, I don't know, I got chills from the I know, I, I, <laughs> uh, And then at this point, why does Cameron lie? Yeah. He, he, <sighs> why does Cameron lie? Because she clearly knows exactly what that means. People keep secrets. Well, she... And then is she already formulating a plan for what she does later with John Henry? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. She already knows it, it, what she wants to do it, and knows John won't allow it. I think so. I mean, that, that's, that's yeah. how I read it. I, I guess I didn't think too hardly, hard about it, but that's just what I assumed. But that means the stuff she does right after this as well is all part of that same plan. Um, yeah. I, 
Um, because, Will, you'll get to it, but it's she shows um, John her body and tells her this body is designed to kill. Deep down, that's what I want to do. So if she knows what she's about to do, then she's kind of preparing John just in case things go wrong. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, yeah. She like she wants Ellison to leave. She had a visible reaction to that, and John just lets it go. Uh, I noticed he kind of mentions it later. Yeah, yeah. He says, yeah, well, yeah. We just ended up just letting it go in the end when she said everything was fine. I noticed they were in room two thirty six. That's probably not significant, but. <laughs> Sarah's in jail. The agent comes in and says he believes everything. He's gotten so many calls from people that have met them over the years, but he just wants to help her and John. And she once again says her son is dead. And then he asks her if she knows who Danny Dyson is. He's been missing for three months. That's weird. apparently in season three, Danny Dyson would have been a big part of that. Yeah. Ah, that I didn't know that. That was really interesting. Uh, well, yeah. it would have had to have been otherwise that was just a weird throwaway comment yeah just a weird oh, yeah, thing to bring definitely. up and I, <laughs> and I didn't believe this cop here either it's just he's just no. a good cop yeah I almost believed him <laughs> sucker no <laughs> too nice I wanted to believe him but I wanted to believe no, I don't trust you I saw you on scandal <laughs> <laughs> no I, I didn't believe him he was actually a good was he a cop on scandal or a lawyer? He's a lawyer. He's a, a, a DA. Yeah. Yeah. Or just the DA. Sorry. One of those. I hate that I watch that show still. <laughs> so nice. he's one of those sorts of actors that kind of goes up the uh, food chain of local um, law enforcement and um, what's it, politics with each role he gets. And <laughs> he'll be, uh, he'll be yeah. bare in the next uh, show he's in. Yeah, he's just campaigning. <laughs> so Waterboy boy Termy shows up at Zero Core. For some reason in my mind I had or unless I missed it when I was watching it, I had like multiple liquid terminators in this scene somehow. I don't know why. I don't know, I don't know like in the background, maybe not actually in ball what's going on, but like in like in some kind of, you know, liquid form. But he kills the guard after smashing the gate, which pisses off Weaver. Oh, I love Weaver in this. She's just yeah. She really is pissed off, but she's still so so stoic about it. It's (sighs) she's so hot. (laughs) I like that door. I don't care you killed that guard, but I like that door. Yeah, (laughs) that door was her cousin. (laughs) He should have. Yeah, he should have been able to tell she was a. Terminator before he shot her, but yeah. So she took the chip from him after she whooped his ass pretty easily, and John Henry doesn't think they can get any kind of data off of it. And she's disappointed that Ellison wasn't able to get. Well, she was disappointed in the um, answer that John gave Ellison, and he doesn't think John and Sarah will leave each other's side. And at the same time, Weaver and John Henry say, "We'll see." Yeah, definitely creepy coming alike so Cameron's watching John sleep I know you know it's so funny because like we're not just the only ones I had another conversation with some other people about watching people when they're sleeping I was telling people how creepy that I was and yeah it's just I, I still think it's creepy 
what's creepier is when John wakes up, he says, my mum did that. Yeah. Um, does that mean future John told Cameron or programmed Cameron to make sure he watched him whilst he sleep because it reminded him of his mum? Yeah. Oh, he didn't like it when Sarah did it, though. I think I remember them saying that in the pilot, though, when she was watching him sleep. He's like, I hate it when you do that. Ew, yeah, 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 that I sounds really familiar. Pilot. So, she wants him to understand how her chip and her body works. Oh my god. This was like this is like the porn parody, okay? Like, really? I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I know I've been predicting this for a while. Yeah. Each one like, of those scenes that I remember taking place well before the last episode. I did too. I thought it happened early yeah, in season two. Me too, because I actually saw this scene on TV, so I, I I knew this would happen eventually. I was like, hmm, that looks like an interesting show. Maybe yeah. it'll be best. <laughs> but as I said. If she's already planning to kind of go and meet John Henry, they, she's not just showing this just in case she goes bad. She's doing all of this just in case John Henry ends up being a killing machine mm, inside her, her body. <laughs> but it, her body doesn't end up going to the future. It, it, it's brilliant, and it makes your head hurt at the same time. So she said, this body's function is to terminate humans deep down. She still wants to kill him. She might do it one day. So she has him get on top of her, gives him a knife and tells him where to cut. She re- uh, He reaches under her breastplate and feels <laughs> that it's cold. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling get you, on, porn parody, yeah, I'm getting yeah, hot. Get well. on top of me. <laughs> Ow. Get on top of me. Put your knee there. Uh, and, and and when he's feeling the um her core inside it's cold the the way she was kind of expressing her pleasure it really was the poor parody you're right mm-hmm. <laughs> it was ever good their head their faces were like really close to each other they were looking kind of intensely at each other yeah. And I know that Summer and Thomas were like friends in real life so and how awkward that was. <laughs> Or maybe it wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, cold means that cold is good, so it's time to go. And they call Father Bonilla, who has like a million candles lit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's TV. Of course you have a million candles. I know. Candles. And especially if it's a Hispanic um, priest. Of course, they have like so many. like can- I don't know why. It's just very tropey. Sorry. It's like on, yeah, they do it on Babylon 5 sometimes. Uh, no, you on. have the Everlasting Space Candles. It's just... And they did it on Six Feet Under. Billy one time lit like 50,000 candles. Had 50,000 candles lit. And um, so Father goes to see Sarah. She's surprised to see him, but he has a message. She's coming. Yeah, playing the pronoun game there. Mm-hmm. He, he you can't say you... Cameron is coming because <laughs> that would be too much. It's she. Yeah. Awesome. So he doesn't know what to do, but Sarah tells him to pray. Like you're a priest, pray. <laughs> <laughs> so Cameron goes in there, shooting up the place. Looks like she's trying not to kill people, 
John Henry's watching. He actually helps her by unlocking the cells. So yeah, so he was referred to as a god in a previous episode. So God answered uh, the prayer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, nice. yeah, in this, he does kind of look very interestedly at um, Cameron. Mm-hmm. John Henry, can you get me a mansion? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I enjoyed her going through the through the um, the police station, but uh, is it kind of like T two a little like, bit? No, it's like T one. T two. Yeah, uh, I, I hate I hate in shows when they like try so hard to avoid killing. They're like, I'm gonna shoot this thing above your head and knock you out and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, just eh. She's a terminator. Let her go in a massacre. <laughs> the T two, yeah, was when they were breaking Sarah out. Um, oh yeah. The, mm, so Sarah wants to know the story f- about where the locks fall off, Peter, and the locks do fall off. <laughs> <laughs> and Aww. Cameron's injured, but she's marching right along. Weaver and John Henry are watching. They see Sarah and Cameron reunite. And Cameron's not 100%, but they're going to go meet Weaver. And Cameron needs to destroy what's in the basement. At Zeracore, John wishes they weren't there. They're kind of worried that Savannah might have told them uh, what the Connors know, so they might have moved John Henry. And... John says, John asks her if she's sick, and Sarah doesn't really answer when Ellison comes. And John says, I love you before they get on the elevator. Yeah. I thought this happened. I thought that happened on the elevator, not before they get on the elevator. But uh, it's, an, it's a nice moment. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. Nice the end. That'd be funny if he said it on the elevator and Ellison's like, What? You love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little forward, son. <laughs> um, so Ellison asks about Cameron and Sarah says she's in the car because there's no money for the meter. Did he really? Believe, I guess he really believes that. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so they're both asking um, if the others expecting trouble. No reason for that. Hmm. Jump cut to um, Cameron punching a guy into a wall. Across the, yeah, across the room into a wall and she meets John Henry, and they both know each other, and John Henry asks, will you join us? Cameron pulls out her knife and closes the door. It's about to get kinky in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They go to exchange slots. They go into each other's <laughs> core. Uh, <laughs> mine's warm. What about yours? No, mine's cold. Um, so Weaver says, first and foremost, they're there to thank them for saving Savannah who's at school and they have a common enemy Skynet oh I love how Weaver handles uh, Sarah oh, Sarah yeah. trying to speak yeah. I mean the, all of this <laughs> happens so quickly point after point beat after beat were you guys overwhelmed at all <laughs> with, with everything that was going on in this last did, 10 minutes it did move very fast but I, I followed <laughs> yeah well, I think <laughs> well, except for <laughs> I mean, I understood what was happening. I just didn't understand why. I, I, didn't, the, I don't know why uh, John Henry and Cameron did their little switcheroo thing, whatever they did. Whatever goes on there, we'll, we'll get to it later because, yeah, that that needs a whole 
discussion. But here in Weaver's office, you can see the drone in the distance, and you're not really sure what it is at first. But it doesn't—it doesn't just appear. It's actually on an intercept course throughout their little conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I like a Weaver. She was, you know, assumed that they know about John Henry, which is why your cyborg skulking around my. Oh, I love how mad, how annoyed she seemed by that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't show course, any emotion. How she's um, talking to John. It's just, yeah, we've got we've got to deal with Skynet, and it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then, okay, right. Yes, I've revealed that, and here comes a drone. Get down. And then yeah. she turns, she's a T-1000. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, shocking for the audience. So here's the thing, is that, like, I really um, wonder, what did the rest of them think when she said get down? They don't know that she's a Terminator. So what were they thinking getting down would do? You well, know? Well, they did see the drone, but, yeah. Right, what? right, right. So, 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 like, if she wasn't a Terminator, they would just all be dead. So shouldn't yeah. she, like, if I were them, I would, like, run away. Or I don't even know. But, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know if they had time. It takes less time to duck. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I guess they didn't have time to think. They just had follow t- time to follow instructions. It just was really yeah. funny. I was like, well, they're all screwed if she really wasn't a Terminator. And, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't as as actually a Terminator. That seems to be on your side. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they walked into the room and they weren't immediately killed, you know, something is up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've we've had we've been confused by her character for a few episodes now, so... Oh, yeah. Um, all of this kind of confirms that she is more than likely the um, liquid term in um, to a, today is the day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so she protects them and tells them to run. They go to the basement, and they're trying to kill yeah, John oh, Henry. Just as, just as she walk, leaves the room, though, her eel slithers into her. Oh yeah, I knew that you. I knew it was going to come into play at some point. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just nice for visual. And when the cop was banging on the um glass a couple of episodes ago, please do not do that. (laughs) We was kind of more. Yeah, I I'm in there. That's really irritating. Stop it. (laughs) Um. So she says John Connor may save the world, but he can't do it without John Henry. So hopefully Cameron didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like another she, thing. I mean, yeah. yeah. I like how she like knew that Cameron was down there doing something, but she didn't really try to stop it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though. That's what she says. But, you know, it still feels like she's still got ulterior motives going on. Well, that's not a hundred percent of a plan. Mm-hmm. So they get there and they see Cameron's chip is gone. Apparently, she gave it to John Henry. She's hooked up to the Turk and she's writing words on the screen, apologizing. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it, when I first watched this, I took it that Cameron is now inside the Turk and the machines within the Turk, but. Um, if that's the case, she w- there wouldn't be enough computing power to support her in there. Um, and maybe that's not the case. He's ca- because John's also go- doing what he's doing to recover Cameron. So, de- is Cameron actually still in her chip 
and just left John a message. Yeah. Mm. So, so what are they sharing? Her body? Well, oh, he, no, 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 his wait. body. Yeah. Yeah. Are they sharing He's... the? Uh, yeah. You see why I, I, I'm saying I'm not sure because it's either Cameron is now dead in the Turk. And John Henry is in the chip in Cromarty's body in the future, in which case there is no reason for John to go after him. Hmm. Or Cameron's still in the chip with John Henry in Cromarty's body in the future. Hmm. Who knows? Is there any definitive answer? Well, we haven't got a season three, so no. I know, but maybe there's a comment somewhere from somebody. Uh, Not that I've heard of. Hmm. Yeah, just a lot. I this is yet another big thing because we see that happen, then all of a sudden we realise, oh, this machine is also capable of time travel, and John Henry's gone to the future. Yeah, so they see the Turk and the three dots, and Sarah assumes that she's building a Skynet and calls her a bitch, and Weaver says... No, I'm building something to fight Skynet. Watch you're calling a bitch. <laughs> yeah, did you oh, actually pay attention to anything that went on upstairs? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm under this this thing that's fighting Skynet. Obviously, it sucks and it's a failure because we've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's John Henry, right? Yeah, but, but, but I mean, in the future and in the other movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, but is this a new new thing that you know they haven't traveled back until they hadn't traveled back until this point in the different versions of the future? Uh, because we get yet another different version of the future now because there um, is no John Connor. Yeah, and what's his face is alive. Yeah, well, so no, not just. Uh, Derek. Derek's alive, Alison from Palmdale's alive, and Carl Reese is alive. Alison from Palmdale is not a Terminator as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know, she's she's human, which, okay, um, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it, but there's yeah, a we'll load there. of other things going on in yeah. what could have happened in season three. Do we have to, like, did they ever send us any kind of information about that? There's been some. At first, they were kind of keeping tight with because they weren't. Um, were trying to get it yeah. out of fair, weren't they? Yeah, and then maybe they would do comic books or maybe another network. But because I know Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stintz were saying they were going to be respectful to Josh and not talk about what their plans were. But there are some stuff I think mentioned on the commentary, which I didn't get a chance to watch, but I read. So, do you want to finish this about. off so we can actually speculate? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, uh, Ellison's not going to go with her to get their boy. He says, he's not my boy. He's <laughs> going to the future. Uh, can you pick up Savannah, then? <laughs> yeah, you can you go get Savannah for me? She gets out <laughs> of yeah. school 530. So, um, yeah, there is a potential there for um, Ellison and Sarah Connor to start raising Savannah together. <laughs> uh, John Henry came first in her thoughts again. Yeah, came first. <laughs> um, do you say? Yeah, in her priorities. Sorry, I was just being dirty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were going with. <laughs> um, so she activates the time travel machine, which I guess she's had all this time, and 
Sarah doesn't want to go, but John wants to go save Cameron. How come? How come she wants to be split up from John? That's what I didn't understand. That didn't, oh, she no. just, she's afraid to go. She's never yeah. wanted this ever. Well, she d- doesn't want. She doesn't trust um, Weaver. She doesn't want to go to the future, and she never really liked Cameron anyway. So why would she let John do it? Yeah. yeah why would she let him yeah. go alone? Well, they've been drifting apart all season. But she, he said that he loved her. I don't know. It was like, a, I don't know. Because like even if they've been drifting apart, I mean, I would think that she's his mom, you know. So even if he felt apart, she wouldn't, especially given the, you know, tiger mom that she is. So I, I don't know. It just it, it struck it, me as odd. Maybe it's a little forced to, um, you know, separate them for what would have been season three. Okay. Maybe. So she backs away saying that she'll stop it, you know, in her time. And in the future, Weaver and John arrive naked. Clearly, Sarah hasn't stopped it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I guess she did stop Skynet because it's still. um, Apparently, Thomas Decker really was naked during this part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cameron isn't there. Weaver said it doesn't go through. That's because. Half of its face was off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was metal, but it was within the sphere, so there's a good likelihood that the actual physical body of Cameron has been destroyed. Mm. So they run into some resistance fighters. One of them happens to be Derek Reese. Yes, but Catherine never heard Catherine, of John Connor. Catherine leaves him. In the, you know, she she in one shot she's there, next shot she's gone. So she's got her own agenda. She's nobody's heard. Nobody's heard of John Connor um, and his brother, Derek's brother Kyle, is there, and John's wearing his coat, and they have this really intense look. And then we get Alice. He's probably, <laughs> he's probably like, um, why look? Why is this dude looking at me like that? Why has he got my jacket on? <laughs> Yeah, and that's where we leave it. I mean, I, I absolutely love where they left it here. I mean, it completely frustrates me that we can't get a continuation on from it, but it's a fantastic way to leave a season, a fantastic way just to shake up the whole series and just to leave you with so many possibilities of where it could go. Mm-hmm. At the very end, we do see one last flash of electricity and we hear Sarah's voice saying I love you too that was hilarious just this little yeah. she just like tur- she like turned it on for like a split second just to send some <laughs> words love through you. time <laughs> yeah. I love you too bye yeah. <laughs> oh but yeah I mean they, there's interesting things going on here I mean it could be that John Connor was always meant to travel to an alternate version of the future where he doesn't exist in in order to learn how to fight the machines in the future um, in a war that the humans are losing so that when he goes back to the present time he then can lead humanity because he's already lived through the war so he knows what's to come Um, and then there's also the whole Alison thing of Perhaps maybe when he's in the future, he falls in love with this Alison from Palmdale so that when he goes forward in time as John Connor, the leader, discovers Alison from Palmdale, really is, you know, really protects her and is interested in her, but also knows she's going to end up being Cameron. You know, there's so many things going on there. Yeah. 
and of course then there's what's going on with John Henry um, why did he go to the future and is Cameron still in the chip and if season 3 happened would we have split the series between modern day with Sarah Connor and um, other people trying to fight the future and John Connor in a future with Derek Reese, Allison, um, and maybe meeting up with Weaver at certain points to try and hunt down John Henry slash John Henry Cameron. And is this John Henry now significantly different because he's now in a chip rather than in a sprawling mainframe? Too many unanswered questions. uh, uh, I know. Loads of unanswered questions, but that's why I love it because... I love to speculate, and it it it, it just gets I gets me every time, and I love it every time I I get to this point, and it makes me forget about all the subpar awful episodes in the middle of season two because just because you get three four episodes run up to this point, these loads of unanswered questions which just create this potential for an awesome franchise um why it's really is why i see the terminator universe and franchise going terminator one terminator two and then the sarah connor chronicles because i just i just feel it could be it's a more cohesive and well fleshed out universe yeah, I, I think that what I'm having a problem with is the fact that there is no season three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, because I get frustrated because I love speculating and what have you, as long as I think that there's going to be a payoff somewhere in the future. And just the fact that, like, you know, we don't have any more information as to the direction and this kind of thing. And it doesn't seem like, unlike many of our other properties, um, you know, that we have like a follow up. These aren't obviously tied into the movie universe. So it's just a little frustrating for me because. Yeah, I forgive it for a lot because I think that something akin to like, you know, I mean, there were some really good episodes in season one. Season two is okay up and down. And then the last several have got or last like, you know, five, I would say, have really got my attention, maybe four. And Mm -hmm. so now I can understand why everyone's like super like pissed that this got canceled. And I guess like now I'm kind of like just knowing that there's not going to be a season three. It's just like sad. It's really frustrating because you see the potential there for what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing with a lot of other shows, Twin Peaks included. Yeah, and I was going to say that. It's like, I'm not done with Twin, Twin Peaks, but I've reached that lull, you know? So season one was mostly awesome. Season two started out pretty strong, and now I reach that lull, and I hear that it gets better towards the end. So I, I suspect, you know, this is a common thing. It's just frustrating. But with, at least with Twin Peaks, we know that we're going to get a season three now. Yeah. Do you know anything yeah. that happens at the end of... No, I know nothing. Okay. I I don't myself. You don't? I I haven't seen it yet myself either. What? Sorry, I thought I was the only person. No, you're not. (laughs) It's crazy. It's it's worse than this. It's a worse cliffhanger than this. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm excited. But I'm going to definitely have a year to go after I finish watching it because, you know, they've delayed. So (sighs) I don't have to wait 25 years like most of the fans. (laughs) <laughs> Will, you might be able to give us a conclusion, though, because sounds like you've heard more than I have of what might have um, been. Yeah, so some notes about this episode. Let's see. Um, they 
<laughs> they aired a preview for Terminator Salvation, which we'll be talking about next week in our final episode. Um, so I just lost my first time we see Weaver actually fight on screen. No, we saw her. Uh, we didn't see her actually. We didn't actually see her. We saw her massacring people, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Well, she killed one person, but this first time we've seen her um, fight other Terminators. Oh, yeah. Right. Ah, right. Yes. I mean, again, season three, that could have been quite fun. Seeing a liquid metal Terminator, you know, doing normally this guerrilla warfare in the future. Yeah, I wanted to, to see her. Discovered. I wanted to see her do cool stuff. She, was, she didn't do much over the whole series. Yeah. Of course, with the liquid show, metal budget. Terminator they could have recast if they needed to because mm. I think Sterling Manson did a pretty good job but not everyone did yeah she was fine yeah I, I think I just have a fondness for her because she's garbage <laughs> she's the garbage okay. yeah, garbage lady <laughs> I like garbage so apparently the eel was supposed, was kept separately as a key for her time displacement machine you see, that uh, wasn't very clear, was it? No. Um, Sarah saying, calling her a Terminator bitch was the first time in the actual show that someone says Terminator. Really? Well, yeah, I think they said it in the opening. The opening <sighs> thing. They said it on the last episode. I suppose it's kind of fitting. Um, yeah, so we were getting mad about being called a bitch as a reference to the urinal scene where that guy called her a bitch before she killed him. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Brian Austin Green confirms that Sarah did not go to the future. That was just her voice, though. Yeah. Mm, lots of Terminator references. Some yeah, you were saying, though, you, you have some notes on what might have been, because I... All I remember hearing is um, a few people like um, uh, what's the name who plays um, Cameron? Summer Glau. Yeah, Summer Glau talking about how she was looking forward to playing a different character, how she was looking forward to playing Alice. Like a human? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I think uh, that would have been nice too. Cause, cause she's had to be so restrained in much, most, a lot of her roles. It would have been nice to just see her play something, you know, like because I did like that. I really liked that episode too. Yeah, and she had a really interesting smile at the end. That kind of, you know, y- you could tell that character uh, could could be really fun for her to play. There was little evilness behind it. Yeah. I was looking at a statement from the Fox president saying we had it on Monday where it had a pretty consistent run and then on Friday the trend line on Friday is what ultimately decided it. So it was pretty consistent on Monday then they moved it to Friday and it died. So when, so. Did, when did they move it to Friday? <laughs> um, I think it was maybe what was it part of the way through season two? It, it, what was its lead in? Was it Dollhouse? I think it was Dollhouse yeah. Yeah. On Friday or on... On Friday. What about the other day? Tuesday? Um, I think it may have been 24 or something. Well, yeah, that would explain it. May, no, it may have come before 24. Either way, I mean, it's... Dollhouse wasn't exactly the right... I mean, I can understand pairing it with Dollhouse in terms of 
um, audience as well as like subject matter. But you know, obviously that was a struggling one too. Yeah. Well, I think part of the problem was putting it on Friday at, at the point when the episodes kind of took a bit of a dip in terms of quality. Quality. <laughs> so that really didn't help. So, season three, John Connor would have grown close with Allison Young. Yes. Yep. John's destiny would have been explored and how in the new reality he was not leading the resistance. So where are you reading this from again? Oh, uh, this is... I think this came from the commentary for the episode, but um, it's on Terminator Wiki. I don't think... I think some of that was on the commentary. Some of that is, you know... Statements uh, so this yeah. this is this is what one of the producers has revealed. This is a good excuse. Other. This is a good excuse to explain how he has the knowledge that I've always been confused about. Like you know, in the first movie, Kyle Reese is like John Connor. He taught us how to smash those machines into bits and stuff. And I'm like, how does he know? A, like he he's encountered like one Terminator in his life. Yeah, according yeah, to, according I, to the I, movies. I, so this is this would have been really interesting to see if like they could actually build on the fact of like like we said all during the season is like he's kind of like you know he needs to be groomed for the awesome person that he's supposed to be and none of this like you know all of this was not really grooming him it's just putting him in various dire circumstances but like you know to yeah. learn all those skills you know well, the, yeah and the yeah, other great gives thing it would, sorry oh, I was just gonna say this gives him a chance to actually learn how to fight Terminators properly that, you know, yeah, and, <laughs> and let Terminators be Terminators. They be terminating. Yeah. yeah. But, and then on top of that, having his father and his uncle actually almost fulfill that role of being those mentors for him mm-hmm. at, at just the right time. We, but in an alternate future where they have no idea who he is, mm-hmm. it's, See, See that see one thing I would have liked with this show is that like um yeah like I would have liked it to be Sarah to be the person to give him all the toughness you know rather than just the mama bear because she was super tough like in the movies and whatever and you know she has a lot of experience fighting like it would be an interesting to see her be that that typical you know male usually male figure um for fighting well it seems like she tried she did teach him a lot of stuff but she, yeah. taught him, she taught she him. Da- how she taught him how to run. She taught well, him how she, to be born no, to she, run. She taught him how to handle weapons, how to how to fight. I believe how to survive. She just there's. It's not possible to teach him how to fight a Terminator without a Terminator. Oh, I, yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, she wouldn't it would know be, how. She really I know, but it would. Anyways. It would no. I mean, like, yeah, in this season. But I'm saying, like, in the future, if she had gone with them or just something, oh, and like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like it's in a possibility for exploring. But yeah, I mean, like in this season, she couldn't because, like, how would she know? She's fought in like two. Yeah. Except also, season three would have given Sarah an opportunity to redefine who she is without John, mm-hmm. without John there to look after and to protect. Uh, Ellison was Who gonna, is Sarah? She would fall Ellen, in love. She would Ellison was going to turn her into a board again. <laughs> like, oh my god! They can't get rid of Sarah. <laughs> don't even start. So like they can't get rid of Sarah because it's her show. But I don't know how they would work splitting it between two different time periods. They might have had him come back. You know. Yeah, they'll have to have him come back. Yeah. They say Sarah may or may not have appeared in the future, and. 
Savannah Weaver would have appeared in 2026 and there would have been a love triangle between I, her, I Allison, and John. Adult what? Savannah. Hang on a second. If this is Adult Savannah, she would have remembered older John from yeah. the past. And, and he she, would remember her. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Yeah. yeah, and also, but she would know who John Con that she, he was John Connor's protected, or but that he had travelled through time. And that would kind of how she would all. It would almost be a blackmailing secret of, oh, you're not going to, you know, you know, sleep, you know, see me, or I'll tell everyone you're from the past. No, no, no. I want her to be more Machiavellian than that. Like that's just like you know, like a, a, a yeah. trope. Like like oh gosh, the wronged woman. I'd want her to like oh. have scheming. Oh no, oh. I'm also now imagining her having a scene with. Catherine Weaver and kind of having this weird adult Savannah scene with Catherine Weaver and kind of she them having issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh uh, my lord, we're talking no, about no, twisted Machiavellian mummy issues. Oh, so so yeah. that's possibly what they could bond over, though. Mommy issues. John and Savannah would be like, "Yeah, <laughs> you think you got it bad." I had to tell my mom. My mom was. <laughs> Yeah, my mom was too hands-on, but my mom was too cold and distant. Mm -hmm. um, and she turned into a bat. Yeah. <laughs> she turned into a bat. <laughs> um, oh, oh my word. If they were going to have adult Savannah, then adult Savannah might have ran into John Henry. That would, would have caused us some issues as well. Mm. It's, yeah. <laughs> I remember oh, well, you John from Henry. my childhood. You look exactly the same. <laughs> And they can be they can be friends, but yeah, this series season three really could have been interesting, especially if we were writing it. I mean, can't really do much more now apart from saying, ah, yeah, what mean. There's, oh, without John to lead the resistance after Judgment Day, Sarah assumes the role of resistance leader to fulfill her promise to John. The voice heard at the end of Born to Run saying, I love you, is a story of undying love, is from a now elderly Sarah watching and waiting for her son, current John, to return to her in the future. What? Wait, 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 what? what? Where is this coming from? Yeah, I know. Where is this coming from? Who wrote this? Is this fan fiction? I don't know if that is still no, from the producer. Um, I need to watch the commentary just to see what I'm they sorry, say. That, that, they... That, that sounds weird and wrong, especially if Derek Reese and Derek Reese and Carl Reese don't know who John Connor is because Sarah Connor would have drilled it into people. I'm waiting for my son, John Connor. Uh, John maybe, Connor. Maybe not. John Connor. Not sure she would have necessarily. She's leading. I don't know. But did he say his name at the end? Like, did he say? Yeah, he said his. Okay. Well, yeah, he said he was John. Well, Derek said he had never heard of. Never heard. I don't know you. Yeah, I know he's, yeah. he didn't recognize his face, but I don't. Re I forget if he said his name. Oh, he said never heard of you. So he introduced himself. Hey, I'm John. I'm John Connor. <laughs> yeah, never heard okay. of you. Okay. Now that so, whole Sarah Connor thing, I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. That whatever fan fiction you were just reading was just like bollocks. I do not <laughs> believe in it. It doesn't exist. Yeah. 
Anyway, I was, well, look at these new shows that Fox put on the air instead of bringing Sarah Connor back. Um, Brothers and the Cleveland Show, which I don't think any of them are around anymore. Yeah. The Wanda Sykes Show. Oh my gosh. I, these are shows I've never watched, but vaguely familiar well, hearing about them. Ryan Murphy's new comedy Glee set to premiere well, in the fall. Well, <laughs> well, we know how that turned out. What I seem to remember at the time is they were actually, de- it was debated whether they were going to have Sarah Connor season three or Dollhouse season two. They weren't going to have both of them and they went for Dollhouse rather than Sarah Connor. Well. New drama series, Human Target. Also not around. Yeah, mysterious drama, past life, and comedy, Sons of Tucson. Not heard of most of those, and a couple I have heard are infamous for being cancelled really quickly. Yeah. (laughs) It's just... They made an error. Well, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, is that, like, I can't honestly say that, like... This is like an amazing, like start to finish, awesome, like a uh, series, and you know, uh, but I enjoyed it, you know, and I probably would have enjoyed it more if it was on the air and I wasn't podcasting about it, like you know, just like generally casually watching it. But like where they've left it off, yeah, I'd, I definitely wanted to see it continue so I can. It's frustrating. But then you remember some of the bad episodes of season two, and you think. Mm. They needed a shorter season for season three, not the whole 22-episode run. Yeah. 12 episodes, you would have gotten a really interesting story. Bring it back, Netflix. I know some of the actors aren't really that busy right now. We don't need Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you She's just... the only one that's busy. You just do the story of the future. You don't bother with, you know, what's going on in modern times. You just deal with John's story in the future alright probably not any quotes <laughs> uh, yeah the only one I had was um, your John might save the world but he can't do it without mine I uh, I can't remember the full quote it was like I got a crit hit on the something or other <laughs> oh the thing I can't remember what it was called oh wow in IMDB where they have plot keywords the first you are shot multiple times one woman army time travel prison break brother sister incest what that doesn't they... <laughs> uh, incest overtones bra removing dragon is a um keyword but I saw some quotes about that scene where they were just saying, yeah, it's Josh, he writes, you know, biblically or whatever. So I don't know. It's just, and there's kind of ambiguous other shows with brother, sister, incest, Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that movie with. Apparently, did you know, really? <laughs> She's a robot. What? Yeah. You're kidding me. <laughs> Um, any other quotes? I like the watch you were calling a bitch. <laughs> hmm. No, I just said that crit hit one, and I can't even remember the whole thing. <laughs> uh, let's rate this episode then, Ian. I'm sorry, I have to give it a 10 out of 10. And a 10 out of 10 
blasting final episodes that make you forget about all the awful stuff that came before. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm sorry. It, um, I just remember this series um, for the good stuff and try and forget all the bad. And this episode just leaves the story on such a cliffhanger that equally frustrates me and delights me. Half the episode, not much happens, but the rest of the episode more than makes up for it, and that's why it's a 10 out of 10. Fair enough. How about you, Malika? Um, I'm actually, since, you know, um, I'm quite intrigued, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm also going to give it a 10 out of 10. Um, Brawl is Terminators. Hmm. Um, how about you, Matt? Well, I mean, I'd like to give it a 10 out of 10, but I can't because of all the things that don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hand wave those because I... <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was it was an exciting episode and stuff happened and it was it was cool and the, the cliffhanger is interesting, but yeah, I just had many questions. Um, um, so I'll give it a 9 out of 10... Um, I don't know. Cold metal under boobs. Ah, uh, kind of took mine. So. <laughs> Why are um, we going for Cameron's breasts? I said brawless <laughs> terminators. Yeah, I was fascinated with Sarah's breasts a couple weeks ago. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also going to hand wave the stuff that doesn't make sense. I think it was just a great way to end the series. It kind of serve as a series finale but they leave a lot of good starting places for a season three so i'll give it 10 out of 10 um well cholas who can speak after all <laughs> we forgot to name our badass of the week is it Weaver? <laughs> she finally yeah, the it. bat, the bat Terminator. Yeah, it's got to be Weaver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Cameron because she went into that. Um, uh, that well, both got of them. Shot up. How about just Terminators in general? Terminators, except for that dude who is hot, but just female Terminators. Yeah, female Terminators. Dumb dude. I'm not allowed to say Terminatrix, so. Female Terminators will do. No. Yeah, no. that's the one female Terminator that just. Doesn't cut it. I don't even know what that is. That the Terminator Three thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, now I understand. Okay. I forgot to <laughs> look up the Terminator. This Sarah Connor Chronicles blog to see if they had anything. Interesting. Um. Uh, <laughs> one random thought I've just remembered when I was watching the episode and they mentioned uh, Danny Dyson being missing for three months. Thought came into my head. Yeah, he'd been kidnapped into the um the timeline, the Genesis timeline. No, he's trapped there <laughs> now. So this was December 9th. I saw this article about the best and worst finales in uh, TV history, and I saved it because this show is listed under best and worst. Some are just best. Some are like worst. This one is best and worst. <laughs> yeah, I can says, see that. It says, TSCC was a frustrating show, one that was often great, but also riddled with problems. Lena Headey was severely miscast as Sarah Connor. Um, I'm fine with her. And it says, and the writers often took entirely uninteresting detours, like that stupid three dots. So, 
<laughs> that was not an interesting detour. <laughs> what are they but thinking? O- but overall, it was thought it was a thoughtful, well-written show with standout performances from Summer Glau and Brian Austin Green. And the end of the second season finally saw the show getting into a rhythm. Case in point, the second season finale was an amazing hour of television and opened many intriguing avenues for the show to explore in its third season. After floundering for two seasons in the pre-apocalypse, we were finally going to see the end game of the Terminators, not to mention that Summer Glau was going to get to play both fan favorite Cameron and her human counterpoint Allison. It was a perfect season finale, which made it a terrible season finale, one that left fans desperately wanting more. And right under Sarah Connor Chronicles is Babylon 5, but I won't say if it's under best or worst or both. Yeah, don't say anything. <laughs> you have to wait. <laughs> yeah, um, we will get to that on down below eventually. Later this year, hopefully. End of the year. Ah, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, feedback. Okay. So, first we have an email from Heidi. Heidi, I will paste this one. Heidi must get tired of me reading her emails. Oh, she. <laughs> she doesn't care. Um, did you paste it? Okay, yeah. Yes. Hey guys, this was one of the most cliffhangery season finales I have seen. I was truly sad when this amazing show got canceled. So the interrogation scene, the guy is from the West Wing. He is like a nerdy speechwriter or something. I think she means scandal, but no, no, no. I think he's on the West Wing. He's, he's on the yeah, he probably is. Sorry. Uh, John Henry is really on <laughs> really on one in this episode. I think he's trying to make himself seem less threatening by being annoying. Never play a, g- a game with him um, involving dice. The robot love act lives. <laughs> that is just a weird <laughs> yes, scene. It, does. it was a weird scene, Heidi. It was out of a porn parody. Cameron gets to go old Terminator well with the guns anyway. I'm pretty sure John told her not to kill anyone. They really messed her up. She looks so <clears throat> she looks so cool. Uh, that was one amazing reveal to everyone what Catherine Weaver is. Pure awesome. <laughs> the three dots the three dots mean something. <laughs> Why would Cameron give John Henry a chip? <laughs> uh, and that's where it ends. John is in the future with Weaver and John Henry on a mission to find Cameron's chip, and there's no John Connor. Kyle is still alive, and Cameron is not a machine. I have no idea how this works, whether it is an alternative timeline or what, but I really wish we would have gotten a season three to find out. It kills me every time. I hope you guys enjoyed the journey. Um, there is no fate but what we make. Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Yeah, three dots. <laughs> Forever three dots. <laughs> three dots. Uh, yeah, that, the three dots, they're right at the top of the Robot Loving Act. <laughs> <laughs> it's how they sign the Robot Loving Act with three dots. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we have an email from Daniel. Daniel says, hello, Chroniclers. I remember watching this as it aired and the profound thrill I felt during every precious minute of it. I remember that too, Daniel. The confusion and agony at such a twisted cliffhanger and the crushing sense of loss when it became clear that the show was canceled and would not be renewed. Because yeah, I think it was what about a month before we finally knew for certain it wasn't coming back. Mm. Yeah. There's so many unanswered questions and so much unfulfilled potential. There's a really humorous Norma Norman Bates vibe going on with Catherine Weaver and John Henry when they're talking to Ellison, especially with him repeating her lines and such. Let's conduct an experiment. <laughs> All of you go to your nearest gun store clerk and ask them to risk a long-term prison sentence to get you an illegal weapon modification 
in return for a measly stack of $100 bills. <laughs> see how far that gets you. It would have been more believable and cool to just see the water cooler Terminator making his own silencers. Or not worrying about silencers. Mm -hmm. What did you make of the fact that in the future, Cameron said that John's message for the T-1001 that escaped on the USS Jimmy Carter was, will you join us? To which the T-1001 told Jesse to tell John that the answer was no. Yet here, Catherine Weaver, who is surely that same T-1001, has Ellison ask Cameron specifically, will you join us? Which Cameron shows a very strong reaction to. By this point, it is clear the T-1001 is raising John Henry as sort of an anti-Skynet. But why in the future past does T-1001 refuse an alliance with John Connor and in the present turn around and propose one in with Cameron? I think she has her own faction of just Terminators who are anti-Skynet. And those, they're, they're not completely aligned with the humans either, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, I, I just simply think, yeah... The people on the Jimmy Carter screwed things up so much that, yeah, we're not joining you yet. You're still fucked up. Mm. But Catherine Weaver in the past with John Connor and Cameron there knows these people are probably a bit more reasonable. So in terms of the time, chronologically, which one happened first, the USS Jimmy Carter or... Weaver asking... Um, oh, well, for John Connor... It's the second time. John Connor sends the USS Jimmy Carter off knowing that he has to ask the question, but probably also knowing that the answer is going to be no, because it's not time yet. It, this is the whole thing. You've got to remember that John Connor's lived through all of this. Future John Connor has lived through all of this. It's just... Uh, and he already knows what the end results of half of these missions are going to be. Well, the ones involving time travel or involving people who's come to the past already. Are you referring to the original timeline John Connor? or I'm not you? sure there is an original timeline John Connor anymore. Uh, you're right. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it, I always it's thought really of it as... The USS Jimmy Carter happened first, and then she said no, but for some reason maybe joined them later and went back in time. Mm, but we no. know, yeah, because we know that the future is can be changed and has been changed when people travel back in time. And so there are different versions of John Connor every time, and mm, so... Uh, but time is in a straight line. I know, but <laughs> so at the same time, this John Connor's gone to the future to train in the future and to become John because he's training in the future war. But did that always happen? <sighs> Who knows? It's, it's so many time loops and time paradoxes and alternate futures that. Yeah. I kind of feel, <laughs> feel like Terminator is. A, a franchise that doesn't need a, a TV show. It just convolutes things too much. Yeah. Well, the movies convolute things too much on their own. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, but the further you go, it just gets worse and worse and worse. It does, yeah. Yeah. You just go down and down and down a rabbit hole. Rabbit holes. Rabbit holes within rabbit holes. Yeah. Daniel goes on to say... 
I like that you can see it on John's face how badly he wants to kiss Cameron when he's on top of her to connect with the only one in the world he feels connected to right then and the look of disappointment that washes over him when she tells him that it's time to go. Mm-hmm. I think the ending makes pretty clear that he's in love with her since he leaves everything behind, including his Sarah, to jump to a future where no one knows him just so he can chase after getting her back. I think he's... Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, I think he's just a horny teenager. of course in doing so he has completely screwed up the entire backstory of Terminator by creating a post-judgment day future where there is no resistance led by John Connor since he literally disappeared from the face of the earth in 2009 but weirdly this might actually be the the original future where there has to be no John Connor because there has to be no John Connor in one timeline in order for another timeline to exist for Carl Reese to be sent back to create John Connor from. Mm. Yeah. They take over the, the resistance the, the, now that he's there. Uh, it's I don't know, but this could be the future from which Carl Reese travels to the past. It doesn't actually tell Sarah Connor exactly the truth because this Carl Reese knows actually I'm travelling back from a future where John Connor isn't the future leader of the resistance but there is a future where he is the future leader of the resistance but I can't tell past Sarah that because that complicates things too much. Right, like do we know that he wasn't like a 16 or whatever 17 year old boy in the future? Like that was the John Connor that led them all? Like We don't know. We don't know that. Well, we do, because in Terminator 2, there's a shot of John Connor, and he looks to be in his 40s with a scar. Uh, Another timeline. You know, the thing is, is that, like, you know, in the future, things are rough. So, you know, you live a year, it looks like five. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's, uh, it's, it, it's what we were saying five minutes ago, rabbit holes and... You could cut, you come up with one theory which is completely wrecked by something else in the franchise, and it just doesn't make sense. Uh, well, Daniel says you can tell the writers had to quickly cram a lot of plot points into this one episode. One of the mysterious prototype hunter killer drones last seen in Desert Cantos being built by the Calibra Group returns by smashing into the Zero Core building. Sarah and John recognize Andy Good's Turk computer as the platform for John Henry, and Sarah presumably finally and quite vocally realizes what the three dots mean. Three dots really are. Since they were first introduced, I was foaming at the mouth to know more about who the Calibra group are and how exactly they work with Skynet, so the lack of answers on that remains a big disappointment. What happened with John Henry and Cameron is very unclear. But it seems like Cameron's chip is now plugged into the body of John Henry. Much merch foreshadowed earlier in the episode that changing even a wire could change John Henry's personality. So has Cameron absconded inside Cromartie's body into the future and if so why? Or was the John Henry AI downloaded off the Turk platform and onto Cameron's chip overriding it? And if, it's what's, and if personality has any effect then is like John Henry going to be in love with John? <laughs> or, right or, or now that he's downloaded into a Terminator machine that at his core is designed to kill humans is John Henry now actually 
evil and on the side of his brother. And actually, the thing that creates Skynet is John Henry going into the future, experiencing the future war, and then going back into the past, and then creating Skynet in the past. Hmm. Uh. Is what's left of Cameron's original program now on the hard drive of the Turk, explaining the repeating messages seen on the zero-core screens? I'm sorry, John. That's what I was thinking. Since... The cancellation, various interviews, and the commentaries have given a few clues about what season three would have contained. Danny Dyson would have had a key role, as foreshadowed by Agent Aldrich informing Sarah of his disappearance three months ago. Perhaps he carried on his father's work in the Calibra group, and this explains why Skynet, John Henry's evil brother, is already online in 2009. In the new future, John would have grown close to Allison Young, and thus torn between her and his devotion to the cyborg lookalike Cameron at his quest to get her chip back from John Henry. An older Savannah Weaver would have appeared in 2026 as well, perhaps raised by Ellison after Weaver disappeared. And according to Thomas Decker, Sarah Connor is either dead by that point in the future or it's an old woman waiting for her son to return, waiting for her son to meet her again. Unfortunately, showrunner Josh Friedman has vowed never to tell how the show would have progressed or ended due to his belief that it's better that the fans can imagine whatever they want rather than give it a list of dry plot points outside any creative collaboration or production process. And so far, he's held true to his word on that. Boo. <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> I want to know. Yes and no. I mean, I get yeah. it. He's absolutely right because just look at the amount of speculation we've done here. Far too much speculation, probably, but yeah. Well, here's the thing is that I also don't like when things are done out of canon. So, I mean, his just saying it wouldn't give me a good experience because then I just probably get frustrated that I wouldn't be able to see it, you know? So I'm fine with mm. it being the way it is, yeah. um, you know, kind of being a little bit tragic. And who knows? I mean, things, I mean, the way things keep on getting remade these days or, you know, continued on, we might yeah. actually have a season three. And if he had said stuff around it, then that would be disappointing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Kind of thinking we're never going to get that new Terminator show since the last movie didn't do so well. Well, it didn't do so well in the U.S. It did well overseas, but... Yeah, but still, I mean... (sighs) It's something separate, though, now. I mean, it's... (sighs) I'm not sure whether you can reboot the series... And it's so separate from the films now because of how far diverged both of them have become. I don't think we'll see any more Sarah Connor Chronicles unless they decide to do a comic book, but I would love to see a new Terminator series. I think it probably have a tie-in to the new trilogy of movies they're supposed to be doing, kind of like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has a tie-in to Marvel stuff. But... Uh, I I I'm, I don't know whether I'd like that as much because I I'm not as pleased where the films have gone and to tie in a new series to where the films have gone uh, would uh, I'm not sure that would work. I don't know where they would go with the new well, series. Well, yeah, I mean they have actions. they have ways of like you know erasing whatever they don't choose to believe in, you know. So like. If, if they didn't do so well, they might. I mean, the thing is, is with time, anything can be redone or revised or whatever. So you never know. And the other problem Ash. is, uh, 
I personally think, especially with the last couple of episodes of the, this series we've been reviewing, that you've had an excellent version of a potential John Connor, and you've had so many bad John Connors, it, it's, it would be really hard to cast the right person for the right role. I'm not sure it would be about John and Sarah and... I'm not sure. I, see, they never really said what their plan for a new Terminator show was. I just it may be set in the same universe, or who knows? And Ash and Zach were on board, so I had a feeling it would be at least pretty good. Um, yeah, Daniel goes on to say, "Sorry, Daniel." Love- <laughs> yeah, seriously. I would love some kind of conclusion to this show one day, and to see these characters that I love again one more time. I would have been sure that couldn't happen, but then I found out Twin Peaks was coming back. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like you can never be sure. My perfect Terminator canon is T1, T2, and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. For me, Thomas Decker became John Connor. I believed in him. No other Terminator project since has just ever connected the same way. Thanks, Will, Matt, and Malika for doing this great show, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Daniel. Yes, as I've been saying, I agree with you there. I really do. I I I really liked uh, the John Connor in this in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's yeah probably the best him, John Connor. Him and adult John Connor in that one scene from T two are my <laughs> my canon <laughs> John Connors. I don't even like Eddie Furlong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that like I didn't like him in the beginning, or he was too angsty in the beginning. But he like in season two and he cut his hair. I was on board. Oh, there's a huge thing, yeah. I guess that's not even a contest. The best Kyle Reese. I I love Derek Reese. He's just an autumn addition to the mythology. The character of Derek Reese is fantastic, and because being that Uncle Bit and being the soldier, he. He can come at um, the franchise from a different point of view, and you've got the point of view of a soldier from the future, but also someone who's intimately connected with John. And I really did enjoy his performance. Yeah, Baggy was great, but who is your who is your Kyle? Well, Kyle is um, the original Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bean. As much as I love Anton Yelchin, we'll see him in Salvation. I think that um, Michael Bean's calories is the best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure you see calories much in Salvation. But I love Anton Yelchin as an actor. Yeah, I like him too, but I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the original calories is my favorite. But honestly, like Derek, like he was a really good made up character. I really liked him. Yeah, well, uh, he he's he's key for the timeline, I think, uh, you know. Essentially, what's wrong with the other films going forward is something happened during the 90s where in one timeline he's born, in the other he's not, and you get Sarah Connor Chronicles, and then you get the films because oh, there's, no, there's no reason why Derek can't have existed in the future versions of T1 or T2. I completely forgot about T3 John Connor. He was kind of, yeah, yeah. funky too. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah. <coughs> yeah, I guess Lyndall Hamilton is hard to beat. I didn't really, I like Lena Headey, but I couldn't get into Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor. No. <laughs> I actually, um, I have to say that, like, 
it, there was a point in this episode, a couple of points where I, her accent showed through. Uh, a couple of things that she said, which I haven't noticed like in a while, so it was just interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, probably... I, she was she was a good like. I think I would have to do you know Linda Hamilton, then Lena Headey, then Daenerys. Cersei. I said, did her Azara said did her accent come through when she was talking to Shirley Manson? <laughs> just, <laughs> Mate, oh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too um, you know, um, but yeah. When I first watched Genesis, I enjoyed it. And then I started thinking about it after, you know, a few weeks or so. It just doesn't hang together. I think when I watched it, I was kind of trying to impose some of the good stuff from Sarah Connor Chronicles onto all of the performances and stuff and thinking, ah, uh, what if these characters intersected? And it just doesn't hang together at all. There have been some really shitty John Connor so I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah, well, that's a wrap on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So this should be out before we do Salvation. So if you have any final feedback you want to send in on the Sarah Connor Chronicles, we've been late getting episodes out. First, it was social life getting in the way. Then it was technical issues getting in the way. So we're doing Salvation. Are we doing Genesis? We did. We did, you know, talk about Genesis a little bit. Okay, well, we're we're not doing stuff. a, yeah. We I know we talked about it after we watched it, but we're yeah. No, that's <sighs> enough. <laughs> I, I might send feed up back in for salvation. I just haven't seen it in ages. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen it more than I've seen T three. It's. I remember when I watched it because it came out couple of months after Sarah Connor Chronicles finished and all I was thinking up most of the way through is where is Derek Reese? Yeah. Doesn't exist. Yeah, I know. Um well I think that's it. Thank you for joining us again, Ian. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, thanks you for having me talk about I, I'm, I'm sorry I rambled so much. You've got a lot of editing to do. We like rambling. There's no editing. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for all the listeners who had to put up with my crazy theories then. <laughs> Ooh. I think they like theories. Um, I got a text. Yeah, we like theories. Um, oh, well. R.I.P. Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> oh, uh, I've got my Blu-ray. I can watch it when I want. Yeah, so I was... You know, a lot of t- a lot of the bonus features I like hadn't watched until we started uh, watching it for this show. But at the end, I was going to try to squeeze in the commentaries, but I said I'll save it so I'll still have something new to watch <laughs> later on. If there's some like deleted scenes or some other stuff on there, I'll save it so I'll still have some new stuff to watch. Anyway, that is all we have for this time, folks. We'll be back next week with Terminator Salvation. But until then, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I got a crit hit.